0: Welcome to Frequency Matters, the R from Microwave update series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my guest co-host, Justin Weirwine, the Chief Marketing and Culture Officer at Quantic Electronics. I love that title.
1: Thanks, Pat. Uh, thanks for having me here today. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I am a little disappointed it isn't the beach episode, <laughs> but uh, middle of November is not that bad.
0: No. Can you tell us about the culture part of your title?
1: Yeah, um, so at Quantic Electronics we are very concerned about culture. It's one of our top priorities and we believe very passionately that if we create a culture where our employees are happy and love coming to work that will transition to our customers and we have two main goals. One is to make Quantic the greatest place to work in the electronics industry and two to make sure that our customers are happy.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great way to do it. A lot of companies don't have that much enthusiasm, so it definitely helps.
1: Yeah, we spend a lot of time talking to our employees, understanding what makes them happy, and making sure they feel good about coming to work every day.
0: Great. So in this episode, we're gonna take a look at our November 5G and IoT-themed issue. The cover feature is written by authors from Infineon, and they take a look at GAN on silicon technology for RF amplifiers, getting the best of both worlds, so high performance and low cost. And it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. There's been a lot of investment in that area. I think MECOM was teaming with Infineon for a while. And it seems like they've kind of withdrawn from that and Infineon's pushing on. So what do you think of the viability of GAN on silicon for RF?
1: Yeah, Pat, there's been uh, a lot of discussion over the last decade about uh, GAN on silicon. I think Neutronics made some initial inroads, uh, I think, in the military uh, industry early on. And more recently, we've seen some news from IQE and Global Foundries. Right. And it seems like they're uh, on the road to putting a large scale supply chain in place. The question is, can the technology scale in the larger commercial? Markets like 5G and is the cost difference promises of GaN on silicon uh, strong enough to wrestle away from GaN on carbide?
0: Yeah, and there's also thermal dissipation issues and things like that for reliability. So I know they've been working on that. So we have a pack full of articles here. Uh, we got good ad support for our 5G IoT theme, so we appreciate our sponsors. It allows us to put more uh, technical articles in there. We have a uh, GaN market report from Yole Development going along with the cover story. We also have open RAN system architecture, a massive MIMO article from Xilinx because of their RF system on chip technology. We have a design of embedded PCB antennas for IoT applications from Pasternak. We have millimeter wave beamforming in urban environments from RemCom. And finally, critical steps for 5G private network deployments from Keysight. That's gonna be a big issue uh, going forward. I think private networks are expected to be a big part of 5G. uh, So there's a lot of attention being paid to that. And our executive interviews for this month are Jessen Weirwine and also Mariam. So she's the CEO and co-founder of Movandi. So we're looking forward to see what you say about Quantic Electronics that'll be published online. So I also had a chance to talk with David Slack, director of engineering at Times Microwave Systems. And we discussed the challenges of designing components for the space market. So let's take a look at a clip from that now. So what future improvements do you expect over the next few years in the components space market?
2: Well, I think, I think this is a hugely exciting time to be looking at the space market. I think historically speaking, around the turn of the 20th century, people were riding their horses and buggies. They were looking at these wealthy people driving their automobiles and shaking their head at people that had more money than they knew how to spend, and this crazy fad that people are, you know, people are doing for recreation because they can. 15, 20 years later, everybody's driving a car and shaking their heads at the people that are flying around in airplanes for no, there was no market for it. There was no way to really make money out of it. Military used them and people with a lot of disposable income were, were just using them for recreation. And if you fast forward to last year, we started putting wealthy people with a lot of disposable income into space just for fun, just because we can. So. You don't have to be a, a, a futuristic prognosticator to kind of play the, you know, play the cycle forward, right? The people, it's going to be more and more common, in, in relatively soon, for to see more and more people, more and more mainstream people in space. It costs about ten thousand dollars a pound to put to put material in space. On the moon, there's there's a lot of silicon, and magnesium, aluminum. Iron, there's a lot of raw materials there in the shaded, permanently shaded, um, parts of craters. There's a lot of water there. There's a lot of liquid, uh, ice water. There's, there's frozen methane, hydrogen. There's a virtual inexhaustible supply of sun, sh- of sun power, you know, solar power there. So you take all of those things, put them in a mixing pot and you throw in a, a little bit of artificial intelligence smart robots, additive manufacturing, the ability to print filaments and actually print parts, you know, mechanical and structural parts, spars and ribs and things like that. I mean, I think I think we're going to see in our lifetime we're going to see things shift from a space for earth economy to a, a space for space economy, or at least we're going to add on that space for space.
0: It was very interesting to talk to David Slack from Times Microwave Systems. He has a great optimistic view of space, so we might have him back for a podcast for a longer format version. So you can find that complete video online at videos.microwavejournal.com. So turning to the news, we saw Ericsson issue a report that 5G networks will be critical to reducing CO2 emissions. The um, better efficiency of 5G networks promises to be better for Europe and the UK in meeting their emissions goals, so that was a big thing for Ericsson to publish. Then we also saw uh, Amazon's Project Kuiper team up with Verizon, and they're going to start using their satellite network for services for consumers and international enterprises, and we've seen a lot of these space networks sign these big deals recently, so they're definitely going to be deploying services pretty soon to consumers and enterprises. So uh, what did you see in the news?
1: Thanks, Pat. Yeah, the Cowboy e-bike recently announced uh, utilizes smart road companion applications that ensure riders get precise information regardless of route. They travel. It gives customers high performance positioning and connectivity solutions with U Blocks positioning expertise and towel glasses antenna expertise. And in my area of acquisitions, uh, Naprotech has completed the acquisition of Semigen, increasing their capabilities to include advanced RF microwave products, assembly, and test services, and expands its reach across the U.S.
0: Yeah, Semigen's a local company, so it's good to see them combine and get into a bigger company and see how that works out. Uh, yeah, right before we recorded this episode, a huge acquisition, DuPont announced that they're acquiring Rogers for $5.2 billion. That's big in our industry. And I did talk to a few Rogers employees, and a lot of them are pretty shocked by this. Uh, they didn't know what was going on, and other ones knew that they had been in talks for many years, but didn't expect it to happen. But uh, DuPont's now in the RF and microwave market, but I think they really acquired Rogers for the footprint in the automotive industry, especially EVs. So. There's been a lot of investment and acquisitions in our industry and a lot of venture capital firms like the one that supports your company. Uh, What do you see the value of everybody being involved in the RF industry? It seems like all of a sudden there's a lot of investment.
1: Yeah, uh, Pat, really good question. I think there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, One, I think, Frankly, the low interest rates that we're seeing uh, really tre- cheap money out there today. Secondly, I think there's a fear of capital gains taxes increasing. And even with the, uh, the uncertainty in the market today, uh, there's a recognition that defense budgets look to continue to be strong. So I think that's a great place for people to invest. And also, investment companies are active in the RF and microwave space because they're attracted to the growth. Um, The technologies are instrumental in 5G and SATCOM today, and those rollouts are going to happen. So, uh, that will continue to drive the internet things, and the RF and Microwave technology is at the center of that.
0: Well, it's good, and things are growing fast if everybody's interested in investing. So uh, turning to events, as we said many times, European Microwave Week for 21 will take place in February of 22 in London. This will be an in-person event, they're dedicated to doing that. And then there'll be a second 2022 event in Milan in September. So we hope to see everybody there. Uh, Also, Association of Old Crows, the AOC show will be in November and uh, Gary will be covering that event. And finally, IMS coming up next year in Denver in June, you know I think that's gonna be really the big you know back to business in person events a big gathering so I think it's gonna be a a big event um, what are you guys doing to prepare for that
1: yeah so it, that's an interesting show for us we have uh, six of the businesses that we purchased over the last year will be there so we'll be bringing them together in one uh, Quantic Pavilion so we'll have technology from X Microwave from Wenzel uh, Planar Monolithics and a couple other companies as well uh, we're very excited to have them all in the same area to tell the full Quantic story that would be great. We're yeah. looking forward to it. Likewise, likewise.
0: So I think that wraps it up. I'd like to thank our sponsors. RFMW is a pure play technical distributor, of Microwave Products. And we also have Times Microwave Systems as a sponsor. And they are a designer and manufacturer of high performance coax cables, connectors and cable assemblies. And remember, you can subscribe for free to Microwave Journal. Just go to microwavejournal.com slash subscribe. And it's free to anybody in the industry. And we thank you for watching and join us next time on Frequency
1: Matters.